Today's segment is going to be called Managing Our Life. Uh, and it's from the book Managing Your Anger by uh, Neil T. Anderson and Rich Miller. We wrote in the introduction that anger should be understood from three different perspectives. We haven't yet addressed how flesh patterns are developed and overcome, and how wounds are healed. In the next chapter, we will consider righteous indignation. How we come to terms with anger on a daily basis is the question at hand. You start by seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Matthew 6, 33. If you want to walk by the Spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh, Galatians 5.16, then you must be filled with and controlled by the Spirit, Ephesians 5.18. That can only happen when you surrender control of your life to God. Resolve all known personal and spiritual conflicts through genuine repentance and faith in God, and trust God's Spirit to direct and empower your life. That is what the steps to freedom in Christ will help you do. If you hang on to your pride, however, God is opposed to you, James 4, 6, and you will not experience the love, joy, peace, and patience that comes from abiding in Christ. Assuming you are in a right relationship with God, you will still be confronted with daily choices as to what is controlling your life, and challenges to right thinking and believing. You will always have a choice as to whether you are living by the Spirit or walking by the flesh. Paul wrote in Romans 8, 5-9, Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. In fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Christians are no longer in the flesh as non-believers are. Christians are alive in Christ, but they can choose to live according to their old nature, flesh. We cannot blame another for outbursts of anger. That is the deed of our flesh, not the other person. We need to assume responsibility for such deeds of the flesh the moment we are aware of them. Humble confession is in order. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have responded that way. Such honest confession is in agreement with God, and that should be followed with a silent prayer. Lord, fill me with your spirit. There is no need to make that petition public since God knows the thoughts and intentions of the heart. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. 1 John 1, 7 it is amazing how quickly inward peace is restored if we will just submit to God. It is like spiritual breathing. We exhale in confession and inhale by being filled with His Spirit. That is how you walk by the Spirit instead of carrying out the desires of the flesh. Central to this process in, is the mind. As Paul indicated above, the, control, the mind is the control center. You don't do anything without first thinking it. There is always a cause and an effect. It sometimes happens so quickly 
that it may seem as though you have no will, but you do. Our five senses pick up the data from the environment which is sent to the brain. The mind assesses the data, and that is what determines the signal that is sent from the central nervous system to the peripheral nervous system. You have no control over the peripheral nervous system, but you do have control of how you interpret the data. You have control over how you think and what you believe. Dr. Gary Chapman describes how the body responds to angry assessment. The body's nervous system gets the adrenaline flowing. Depending on the level of anger, any or all of the following may happen physically. The the adrenal glands release two hormones, epinephrine, adrenaline, and norepinephrine, uh, noradrenaline. These two chemicals seem to give people the arousal to the the tenseness, the excitement, and heat of anger. These hormones in turn stimulate changes in heart rate, blood pressure, and lung function, and digestive tract activity, which further add to the general arousal feelings people have when they get angry. It is these physiological changes that give people the feeling of being overwhelmed by anger and unable to control it. The intense physiological reactions produced by our adrenal glands can deceive us into thinking our anger is beyond our control and that we have given into it that we have to give into it. That is simply not true. Recall God's words to Cain when he allowed anger to manifest. Sin is crouching at the door, and its desire is for you, but you must master it. Cain didn't, and he killed his brother. You master it by winning the battle for your mind as Paul instructs us to do. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious, double-minded, about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 5-7 In other words, don't be double-minded about anything. If you set your will and mind on the flesh... You will live according to the flesh. The key is to practice threshold thinking. The moment a thought comes to your mind, take it captive to the obedience of Christ, 2 Corinthians 10.5. If it is not consistent with the ways of God, ignore it. God will guard our hearts and our minds if we turn to him. But we must also assume our responsibility as Paul directs. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Philippians 4.8 Your prayer can be silent and simple like, God help me. He will, but you must assume responsibility for your own thoughts and then put them into action. Believe what is true and do what is honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable. Then the God of peace will be with you. 4.9 Peace comes when you are the doer of the word and not just a hearer, James 1.22. Setting your minds on the spirit, setting your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, Colossians 3.2, leads to righteous living. Faith apart from these works is useless, James 2.20. In Matthew 5.21-22, Jesus teaches that genuine righteousness is not achievable by external conformity to a law, but by the inner transformation of the heart. 
You have heard the, that the ancients were told, you shall not commit murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court, and whoever shall say to his brother, you are good for nothing, uh, shall be guilty before the supreme court. And whoever says, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go into the fiery hell. We don't believe Jesus said that to condemn us, or we would all be condemned to hell. He is revealing how dangerous anger can be and how we can avoid destroying one another. To control our anger, we have to assume responsibility for our thoughts. The anger is there because we have mentally processed the data that our physical senses have picked up. We do have the capacity to choose what we are going to do with that information, and by choosing the truth, we will control our emotional response of anger. Often, when we see another person emotionally overcome, we want to grab hold of the person and say, Think. Put this in perspective. Get hold of yourself. We need to talk to ourselves the same way. Anger that festers and boils within us is letting the sun go down on our anger, giving the devil an opportunity. Ephesians 4, 26-27 To operate his divide and conquer and search and destroy mission, First Peter 5, 8. It results in angry words that grieve the Holy Spirit, Ephesians 4, 29-30. It decays into bitterness and wrath and anger, along with all malice, Ephesians 4, 31. Not everything can be blamed on the flesh, however. The battle for our minds may have a spiritual origin, as Paul clearly warned in 1 Timothy 4, 1. But the Spirit explicitly says that in later times some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. 2 Corinthians 11.3 We have seen the evidence of this all over the world in thousands of instances leading to people uh, through the steps uh, to freedom in Christ. Regardless of the source, we need to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. 2 Corinthians 10.5